episode number 27 of the Healthier Life podcast. Hi, in last week's episode we talked briefly about fasting during Lent and in this week's episode I promise to expand upon the topic. Now you may have heard of intermittent fasting and wondered what the hype is all about. Perhaps you've even considered trying it yourself or maybe you already practice it regularly for health reasons but would like to learn more about the spiritual benefits too. Well, it's all in today's episode. But before we start, it's particularly important for this topic that I read out the usual disclaimer. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. And I'll say more in the podcast about who should not be practicing fasting. But before we dive in, have you left a review yet for the show? If not, please would you take a minute, it really doesn't take long, just to head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast app that you're using and leave a quick rating and written review. It really helps other people find the show. So if you're finding these episodes helpful, then please do share and spread the love. Thank you so much. And we actually haven't had many reviews for a while, so if you do leave a review, I may well read it out on next week's show. Okay, let's get started talking about fasting. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance, and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton. Let's get started. Fasting, as a spiritual discipline for Christians, has been in a steady decline for decades. The reasons for that include more of a focus on outward rather than inward forms of Christianity. And perhaps this is in response to seeing fasting as a form of self-punishment that was popular in the Middle Ages. But for most Christians today, the main reason that fasting is practiced so little is that the food industry, and in particular the snack industry, has convinced us that if we're not eating three meals a day with two snacks in between, then we're in mortal danger of our blood sugar levels dropping so low that we won't be able to function properly and we'll be in danger of starvation. But that simply isn't true. Did you know that the human body can actually go for many days without food before starvation sets in? This is usually around 40, although there have been documented cases of even more than a year, although that was very carefully monitored by doctors. Another reason that fasting is not very popular is because we live in an age where we are so used to satisfying all kinds of cravings immediately. Fancy a pizza? Well, a quick dial of the button and it'll be on your doorstep in under 30 minutes. Shopping for a new gadget? It'll be delivered through your letterbox the very next day. 
And food is so plentiful and readily available that we don't even have to wait for seasonal fruits and vegetables to appear in the market anymore. We can have mangoes and strawberries in the winter and apples and butternut squash in the summer. Let's face it, in today's society, deprivation is a dirty word. But we can't get away from the fact that fasting is mentioned so often in the Bible. Moses, David, Elijah, Esther, Daniel, Anna the prophetess, Paul and of course Jesus all fasted, as did many heroes of the Christian faith such as Luther, Calvin and Wesley. And of course fasting is not just a Christian practice, but it's recognised by many of the world's religions and ancient philosophical leaders such as Confucius and Plato. Richard Foster, in his discussion on fasting, in his book Celebration of Discipline, says that although Jesus does not command us to fast, he did make it clear that he expected his disciples to fast. So that's fasting in a spiritual sense. But fasting for health benefits has actually started to become quite popular in recent years. You may well have heard of the term intermittent fasting. It's very popular in the health and wellness world at the moment. But it can also be a little confusing, and so in today's episode, I hope to answer many of your questions about intermittent fasting and give you some suggestions for how you can incorporate this practice into your own life and see great results. So first of all, what is intermittent fasting? Well, according to Dr. Michael Mosley, the founder of the very popular 5-2 diet and more recently the Fast 800 diet, there are actually three different types of intermittent fasting. The first one is periodic fasting. And this is perhaps what you think of when you read about fasting in the Bible. This is where you abstain from food for a period of usually 24 hours, but possibly up to about three days or so. And there's often a spiritual element attached to this practice, such as increased times in prayer. The second type is calorie-restricted days. So this is something like the 5-2 diet, where you would eat a normal amount of calories on five days of the week, but for two days of the week, you reduce your daily calorie count to between 500 and 800 calories. So you're not completely abstaining from food, but you're kind of cycling low-calorie days with normal calorie days. So that's calorie-restricted days. And the third type of intermittent fasting is time-restricted eating, or TRE. And this is actually what most people are referring to when they talk about intermittent fasting. So this is the idea that you eat all of your daily allowance of food within a certain smaller time window, usually between 8 to 12 hours of the day. So that means that you're effectively fasting or completely abstaining from food for 12 hours a day. So, for example, you might finish eating your evening meal at 7 o'clock in the evening and then not eat again until 7 o'clock the next day. That is a 12-hour fast and most of that is happening overnight when you're asleep so you're not actually noticing it. So, what are the benefits of intermittent fasting? Well, fasting has many spiritual benefits. Richard Foster says this, More than any other single discipline, Fasting reveals the things that control us. This is a wonderful benefit to the true disciple who longs to be transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. We cover up what is inside us with food and other good things, but in fasting, these things surface. If pride controls us, it will be revealed almost immediately. Anger, bitterness, jealousy, strife, 
fear, if they are within us, they will surface during fasting. At first, we will rationalise that our anger is due to our hunger. And then we know that we are angry because the spirit of anger is within us. And so fasting helps us keep our balance in life. Other spiritual benefits of fasting include increased effectiveness in intercessory prayer, guidance in decisions, and a greater closeness to God. John Mark Comer, in his book Live No Lies, makes the point that we often think that the devil came to test Jesus at the end of his 40 days of fasting in the desert because he was at his weakest right then. But that is actually not true. After 40 days and nights of fasting, Jesus was actually at his most powerful. So those are some of the spiritual benefits of fasting. And what about the health benefits? Well, these are widely proven too. They include delayed aging, helping to prevent the onset of chronic diseases such as cancer, heart disease and diabetes, enhancing the effectiveness of chemotherapy for cancer patients, reduced blood sugar levels and insulin resistance, lower blood pressure, reduced inflammation in the body, weight loss, possible prevention of dementia, reduced food cravings, and generally more energy. But why does intermittent fasting work like this? Why all these health benefits? Well, without going too much into the science of it all, periods of fasting allow your body time to repair itself. When it's not having to concentrate on digestion, which actually uses up a huge amount of time and energy, it can actually get round to clearing out dead cells, repairing genes and creating space for new healthy cells to grow. The technical term for this is autophagy, which literally means self-eating. The other important benefit of intermittent fasting is that it helps to turn you from being a sugar burner to a fat burner. You know, it's much easier for your body to burn sugar or glucose for fuel, but that's far from ideal and it won't help you lose weight. If you've been fasting, then your body will eventually run out of the glucose in your system and the glycogen, that's glucose that's been stored, that's in your liver and muscles. And at that point, it'll turn into fat burning mode. It releases the fat and turns it into ketones. You may have heard of the ketogenic diet. Many people suggest that your brain in particular works better on ketones than on glucose. Whether or not that's true, it is true to say that being a fat burner means that you're more metabolically flexible, so you're more able to access those fat stores and lose weight, and you'll also be able to go for longer in between meals without getting hangry, or hungry and angry at the same time, which is very good news for those people that you live with. If you'd like to delve deeper into the science and health benefits behind fasting, then I recommend the book The Complete Guide to Fasting, Heal Your Body Through Intermittent, Alternate Day and Extended Fasting by Dr. Jason Fung. And I'll put the link to that book in the show notes. So can anybody do intermittent fasting? Well, you shouldn't do intermittent fasting if you're underweight or if you have a history of eating disorders. It also shouldn't be undertaken by children or teenagers, pregnant or breastfeeding women, or women trying to conceive. All these groups of people really need to make sure that they're taking in as many nutrients as possible. Those with diabetes, low blood pressure, and people taking medication should also avoid fasting. 
Ideally, you should consult your doctor, especially if you're planning to undergo a prolonged fast of several days. This should always be done under supervision. So how do I do intermittent fasting? Well, the easiest way to start is to do a time-restricted eating of 12 hours. So decide what works best for you, but perhaps aim to fast from 7pm in the evening to 7am the next morning, or maybe from 8pm to 8am. This is very manageable, and like I said, most of this time you're sleeping anyway. So make sure that you stop eating at least 2-3 to three hours before going to bed, especially if you suffer from heartburn. After you've got into the habit of a 12-hour fast, you can start to gradually increase your fasting window, say from 6pm in the evening to 9am the next day. And once you're comfortable with that, with going for longer periods without eating, you could then try a low-calorie day once or twice a week, or even a 24-hour fast. It's all about experimenting with what feels good to you and what fits into your schedule. During the fasting time, you can drink water, coffee and tea, but don't add sugar or milk as this will break the fast. So what side effects do I need to watch out for? Well, you may well feel hungry and weak at first, but this will soon pass as your body gets used to the new pattern of eating. And in fact, hunger will come and go in waves. That's because when your body signals that it's hungry, if food is not available, then it will start turning to your fat stores for the calories it needs instead in that moment. And the hunger signals at that point will go away. So don't be afraid to feel hungry from time to time. Also, be careful not to replace food with lots and lots of caffeine because you've been upping your coffee intake. That would not be a good thing, particularly if you're very sensitive to caffeine. You may also experience some headaches, bloating and diarrhoea, but this should pass as you get used to it. Also, athletic performance might be reduced during periods of prolonged fasting. And some people may find themselves getting more obsessed with food, but again, the more you get used to it, the more you practice it, uh, the easier that will become. So I'd like to talk a little bit about my own experience with fasting. So a few months ago, I picked up Michael Mosley's 5-2 diet book from the library and I decided to give intermittent fasting a go. I combined the time-restricted eating with a lower-carb, higher-fat diet and I also aimed to drink at least two litres of water a day. And the combination worked a treat. Five pounds came off fairly effortlessly in the course of 10 days and it wasn't difficult at all just to stop eating around 6pm and not have breakfast until 9am the next morning. I did have a detox headache around day three from coming off the sugar, but that soon passed and I felt great. The bloating was gone, my energy levels were higher, and I noticed that I wasn't so bothered about food anymore, and I was eating fewer calories just naturally. However, I did struggle to do a 5-2 kind of fast. That's where I tried to limit my calories even further on one day. So I'm not sure that that's for me. I just returned to the time-restricted eating with low carbs. After a few days of doing this, I decided to try a longer fast from 6pm one day to 8am two days later. And I had no trouble at all. I had no real food cravings and I felt great. And I think that's the longest I've ever fasted in one go. It was 38 hours altogether and it actually wasn't very difficult. I was really pleased to see that my body was obviously shifting to becoming more fat burning than sugar burning. However, before you think that I've got it all sorted now, I have to admit that I did get derailed. And it probably all started with an innocent piece of chocolate and went downhill from there. 
You know, life so often gets in the way and it's hard to stick to even the best of habits sometimes. So nowadays, I just make sure that I have at least a 12 hour window between eating and usually it's more of a 14 to 15 hour window. So I tend to finish dinner around 6.30 p.m. and don't eat anything until about 9.30 or 10 a.m. the next day. And you know, it's good to change things up occasionally so that your body doesn't get used to it. Just like you would change up your exercise and uh, maybe do some cross training on different days and do different things, it's also really good to change up your diet and your fasting habits too. So occasionally I might do a longer fast of 24 hours, particularly if it's for spiritual reasons. And on other days, I'm perfectly happy to indulge in evening snacks or eat a later evening meal and return to the 12 hour window. As with anything, you've got to fit fasting around living your life to the fullest. There are times for fasting and times for feasting, and that's all good. So that's intermittent fasting in a nutshell. It's not for everybody, but studies are showing huge health benefits as well as spiritual benefits too. So if you've not tried it before and there's no medical reason why you shouldn't give it a go, then why not see if it works for you? I would love to hear your thoughts on this, so do email me at support at katherineshelton.net or come over and join us in the Healthier Life Community Facebook group where we can talk about this further. Well, that's all for today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week and I will catch you next time. Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.